righty. Welcome back, everybody, to the That's God podcast. And we are talking about part two of the gift of tongues. We talked about uh, during the first one of like, what is the purpose of tongues? And we talked about uh, it's to really help our prayer life, uh, help encourage and, and deepen our prayer life. I th- and I think the second part would be to deepen our ability to worship God. And you touched a little bit upon that as, as well. When you guys uh, are worshiping, it's not uncommon for you to be speaking in tongues or singing in tongues. Do you sing in tongues? Have you ever? Sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And again, I think we run out of descriptive words of how we love or how we praise and and uh, our our deep feelings for for God. There's only so many words in the English language that that we can come up with to, to do that. Amen. I, I and and that's so good, Dave. That demonstrating or speaking love. I, I when you said that, I think of my wife, um, who is my best friend. You know, I, I can't imagine doing life without her. How do you continue to say how you really feel? How does it fall into, right? You know, your personal va- vocabulary. <laughs> I tell my wife every day, constantly, "I love you." Mm-hmm. I think of you often. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's the spring in my step, the twinkle in my eye, the smile on my face. But after a while, you run out of words. <laughs> you know, what else is there to describe? And the ability when you are speaking in tongues and worshiping the Lord, it's unlimited. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really get to give him the adoration that he deserves, the recognition that he deserves. Again, because my mind is so finite. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I talk about languages. The Greek language, I think, had five or six uh, words for love, different descriptions mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the types of love yes. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where our language is like, well, yeah, I love chocolate, but I love you. Yeah, I love this uh, this mug here. I, you know, that's, yeah. we use it, that word just kind of gets cheapened, uh, yes. depending on how we use it. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, and just our our, li- our English language is uh, is limiting, and so to be able to have the ability to describe in Godly words, Amen. You know, would it would be pretty cool? I think it's also how do we experience uh, the spiritual world, and so I can only see that as uh, it gives you a taste of of that spiritual world that that is hard to grasp sometimes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Um, you know, when when we all get to heaven uh, and we're we're surrounding the throne and we're, we're praising and worshiping. What is that even going to sound like? What is the language that's going to be spoken? Um, you know, if I'm s- standing next to a, uh, a Ukrainian or if I'm standing next to a, to a Ugandan, uh, I say that because I get to go to Africa. It's, it's what language are we going to be speaking? What, what is it going to sound like? And I, I truly believe, again, that will be... Holy Spirit speaking through us, mm-hmm. giving God the the adoration and the glory that He deserves. So the ability, uh, you know, to to speak in tongues, whether you understand it or not, 
I don't know that understanding is necessary, but mm -hmm. as we said in the first section, it's a direct connection from God's spirit, if you will, his mind, his heart's desire straight to, to our spirit and then letting, letting him do what he wants done mm. and bypassing our natural mind, which is, I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, even at my age, my mind is still... <laughs> to be a scary place. <laughs> yes, it, right? it is. My wife calls me a 12-year-old, and I'm 75, so, you know, it is... <laughs> could, no be a little, could be a little challenging. You know? <laughs> I think that's true. So, in Romans, there is some verses that are very encouraging to me, and I think for all believers... Even those, and especially those maybe, who have a, a challenge understanding, speaking in tongues. Mm. <clears throat> and I think they don't quite understand the connection between speaking in tongues and hope. Okay. Um, so we don't hope for what we can see, right? Because we don't need to. We see it. It's there. But... Through times of perseverance, when we are walking a road or walking through a season that is challenging, we have hope out there before us that God is with us. God is um, has not abandoned us. Right. Amen. But sometimes we don't know how that can look. So let's check this out. Um, this is Romans 8, uh, verse 24 through well, maybe 27. Because we've been delivered by hope, but hope being seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly await through perseverance. And likewise also, the Spirit helps together with us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray according to what is needed. Now, we've touched on that. Pastor Chuck has touched on that mm -hmm. frequently. But the Spirit himself intercedes in unutterable groanings. And the one who searches our hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes with God on behalf of the saints. Amen. Um, and then it goes on to that famous verse, for we know that whoever is called, he'll work all things out for good according to those who are called, according to his purpose, sorry. Yeah. If we can uh, make that connection between speaking in tongues and hope, I think it eliminates a lot of the fear because God knows what we need, mm. right? This is according to what is needed in the situation. Amen. So God knows what we need, and so he places his spirit. He also understands that in that moment, we don't have the capacity or the ability to pray according to what is needed. Yeah. So speaking in tongues, we don't have to worry about it. Mm. You know, the pressure's off. God is going to move through us to pray for what is needed. To pray for the right thing. To pray for the right thing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I have a section of scripture that can be probably interpreted in a number of different ways. Uh, it's Acts chapter 4, and it actually starts with verse 23. I'm not going to read all that. So it's a section where the believers are praying, and uh, they're talking about how, how the people are not necessarily for them. Uh, Herod was against them, Pontius Pilate, and some of the other people came to came together against Jesus. So now um, this small group of believers, uh, and Peter and John are part of this, and I'll start with verse 29, and it says, Now, Lord, listen to their threats. Lord, help us, your servants, to speak your word without fear. 
Help us to be brave by showing us your power to heal. Give proofs and make miracles happen by the power of Jesus, your holy servant. And here's the key verses. Or verse. Uh, After they had prayed, the place they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke God's word without fear. Now, understanding that they did not have the written New Testament back then, so when they spoke God's word, what were they speaking? Old Testament. Hmm? You mean? Yeah, it could have been Old Testament, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. Were they speaking in tongues? Were they fulfilling... Uh, what God wanted done, were they speaking about the situation or circumstance that they were in and praying about? Um, I don't know. I don't have that answer. I just throw that out there for people to think about. Mm. Uh, But the thing that's amazing is, again, as they submit themselves to the very presence of God, you can go back to Acts chapter 1, and it says there was a sound of a rushing wind. Well, here, the place where they were was shaken. So, you know, when the Holy Spirit shows up, something's going on. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some action. You're going to know it. You know, it's like God (laughs) rolls up his sleeve and goes to work for you. Whether it's in a battle situation, whether it's in a comforting situation, he will roll up his sleeves and he'll go to work for you. Yeah. There's there's going to be (laughs) some type of response from the throne of grace when we gather together and there's a unity and we're, we're just seeking the very presence of God. Yeah. I'm going to bring up another topic here. So is speaking in tongues for everybody? So we've kind of touched on that a little bit. There is, of course, 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11. And this is where it talks, uh, where the Spirit gives to one the ability to give uh, wisdom and gift of knowledge and Mm -hmm. healing and so on and so forth. And then, and of course, tongues is one of those. Then in 1 Corinthians 12, 29 to 31... Paul says, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. So my question is, what are the most helpful gifts? I was just going to ask you that. (laughs) And what, Dave, are the most helpful gifts? Uh, Well, I... I Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, the seeker will give his thoughts, and then uh, you guys can uh, can give me your thoughts. Uh, I think it's different for everybody. We know somebody that is in the hospital right now that has had had a that has had recently a very extensive yes. surgery. For him, the most helpful gifts would be the gift of healing. Maybe even the gift of miracles. Yeah, amen. You know? For you, it might be something else right now. I think it could change. I think based on where I'm at today, um, what would be the most helpful thing for me? You know, it may be different than next year at this time. What do you think? Well, my first gut thought is it's interesting that you're looking at these gifts as to how they relate to you. <laughs> and I don't mean that unkindly. <laughs> But um, that really, is very true, though. God, it's interesting. In this chapter, we have gifts, right? Laid out, not everyone's an eye, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And then it says, you must continually strive for the better gifts. Then we have the famous love chapter. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it goes to tongues and prophecy. Mm-hmm. So I think 
the greatest gift that we should all be uh, asking for and pursuing is love, yeah. the gift of love. God has created these wonderful uh, tools, if you will, the gifts, not necessarily just for our own enjoyment, although we do enjoy it, but for the benefit of others, for the benefit of the body. And that's how I look at it. Um, there are gifts. It's, um, I would like to be the person, well, on Sunday, I was worshiping, but I just sensed something was going on with Chuck. Mm -hmm. And I just happened, before I looked at him, and then I lo looked at him, and I could just sense something on, on him. Mm -hmm. And so then I went to him. So in that moment, that was the better gift for Chuck. Mm -hmm. um, and it blessed me to help a mm -hmm. good friend, you know, yeah. a dear friend out. But I think God wants us to be able to look at others. Let those be our first, you know, line of offense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, backing up to 1 Corinthians 12, Again, verse 29, not all are apostles, not all are prophets, not all are teachers, not all do miracles. Verse 30, not all have gift of healing, not all speak in different tongues, not all interpret those languages. Verse 31, and I, this is out of the New Century Version, um, says, but you should truly want to have the greater gifts. So the question is, what are the greater gifts? An apostle, a prophet, a teacher, a miracles? Gift of healing, speaking in different tongues and interpretation? I don't know. Again, the mysteries of God are buried in here, but are right. those the greater gifts? And if you look at each and every one of those gifts, those are not personal for you. Mm -hmm. They're not. The apostle is one who wants to build the church. So he believes in building not just his own if you will, little congregation, but in building the church. Mm. The prophet is the same way. Teachers have that desire to teach. My heart's desire is to pastor pastors, to, to enable them to be better at what they're doing. And I'll take every opportunity that I can to teach. And it's the same thing with miracles. Miracles aren't for us. i got to be honest, as believers, we should be walking in the signs and wonders in our own lives. And God's desires is that the signs and wonders are for his creation, the rest of those out there. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things, all of those gifts that are listed here, are they the greater ones? They're not for us. Sorry, folks, it's not about you. And it's not about me. It's about the glory of God being demonstrated in us and through us for the rest of creation. And as Pastor Judy said, the greatest is love. And we've talked about it earlier. You can go to Galatians 5 and talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And every single one of those descriptions or definitions of the fruit or the, the outward appearance or the evidence of the Spirit in your life represents love. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's where it's got to start. Yeah. So did that answer I, your question? or? I think so. Well, I, it's um, it, it may be one of the uh, unanswerable questions. I don't know. It, like you say, it's uh, it's the mysteries of God, right? Yeah. I, you know, as we sit here, and and I'm I'm honored to be able to do this with you guys. That uh, 
we don't have all the answers, and those that are listening out there need to understand that. We, you know, hey, as long as, as we've been at it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, between the three of us, I'm sure it's well over 100 years of experience uh, with, with the Creator. We don't have all the answers, and some of the answers that we do have may not be full, and they may not be totally accurate. So, again, it's up to you who are listening to make sure that you're asking God and you're, you're digging that out yourself. First yeah. Corinthians chapter three, Paul encourages, says, you know, hey, double check, mm-hmm. learn for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, don't just take somebody at their word, but but learn for yourself. Yeah, we we <laughs> like I say, we certainly don't have all the answers and we certainly don't want to be guiding people down the wrong path. Amen. And, and uh but as we mentioned earlier, there's also a responsibility on the listener to uh, do your own research yeah, mm-hmm. and exactly. to um, verify that uh, what we are saying uh, is or isn't true. Right. So, you know, you can Google tons of stuff. You can totally Google tons yeah. of stuff. And mm-hmm. we were Googling stuff off air, mm-hmm. um, but you have to know the word of God and Googling an answer to a specific question is good. But it's not Starting the point. same, right? Amen. You've got to yeah. know the word, and yeah. it takes a long time. So whoever whoever wrote something that made it onto Google is that's somebody's opinion, often. Yeah. Or, you know? or, yeah, or or interpretation, and, 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 right. and again, we've we've talked about this before that you know in in classes that I've taught and Pastor Judy's taught and. And just even in your conversations, Dave, we can all throw one scripture out there to 10 people and you're going to get 10 different answers. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to get 10 different interpretations of mm-hmm. that scripture yeah. and how it applies to them or through them based upon their already experience, their already knowledge, their already maturity and how to handle that scripture. Um, I was wrong. I said 1 Corinthians 3. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. The scripture spiritual person is able to judge all things, but no one can judge him. In other words, investigate. Investigate and make sure that you're hearing properly. For Scripture says, who has known the mind of Christ, who has been able to teach him? We have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we need to rely upon. So again... We and encourage you who are listening. Right. Double it, check us. It's not one and done. No. Nope. You know, it just needs to be an aspect of your lifestyle <laughs> choice. Sorry. We almost had a coffee incident on we the... We did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was exuberant and knocked, over, knocked my cup. No. And, and how many times has, you know, or have each of us, including the listeners read scripture and then all of a sudden you read yeah, it again and it goes, I never saw oh, yeah. that or yeah. that makes sense now. Right. And that is a constant renewing of your mind and a constant pursuance of using and having Holy Spirit help you mm-hmm. interpret reveal uh, what God has said to reveal the mysteries. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Well, to uh, close out this chapter of tongues... Uh, and you guys have hit on it a little bit, but you've given your own personal story of how tongues came about. And so if somebody is listening and they're going, I want to, I want that gift. I want to be able to speak in tongues. I want to be able to have that connection with God that is a direct line that, 
my words are not enough and you know i want that i want to be able to do that what would be your piece of advice to them well i would say like we touched on this during the our last podcast how sean mm-hmm. just let your mouth go mm. just let your mouth begin to speak and it is not going to feel natural. It's not going to feel, oh yeah, this is speaking in tongues. I mean, it's going to be awkward in mm-hmm. the beginning, but you are uh, man- demonstrating your willingness to submit to God and your mouth to God. And you say, okay, here we go, God. I'm going to start here, but then will you come in? And then I would say, don't doubt. If you're saying a word that sounds like something else. I mean, just go with it. It It's not the word itself. It's really the aspect of you uh, showing your commitment to God by releasing that mm-hmm. control. And as Sean did, if there is a something you do daily, if you have a routine um, where you have the freedom, just start, dedicate that time, period of time, mm-hmm. to speaking in tongues and saying... And of course, you're going to pray, God, I'm doing this, please help me. You know, obviously you'll pray some kind of prayer like that. But then like driving to and from church, say, okay, this is your time, God. And and just start going for it. And pretty soon there will be a dam that breaks and mm. you'll, the reservoir is yeah. going to go yeah. <laughs> yeah. flood out. I don't know, Chuck, what would you do? (laughs) No, amen. Good, 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 good. Uh, And part of that physical application or physical uh, determination was, for me, was speaking in tongues, but then hearing it and thinking, my gosh, that's stupid. That's, you know, don't do that. That's, you know, and I battled with that. Uh, One of the things that helped me was a friend of mine asked me, do you have uh, earmuffs? You know, you have noise-canceling headphones. Do you have, you know, whatever? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Put them over your ears if you have to, and that eliminates our ears are connected to our mind, and so what you're hearing, your mind is going to process and understand again that the whole idea of speaking in tongues or connection of Holy Spirit to you as an individual is to bypass your mind and get your mind out of the way so that we now have the mind of Christ speaking through us. And so if you plug your ears, put on the headphones, whatever it is, and uh, just get in a quiet place, and, and uh, just even if it's one word, it's like babies learning to talk. Mama. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not so sure that, you know, babies, when they're first born, are they speaking in tongues? I don't know. What are they, what are they saying? Really, what are they saying? We can't understand. Somewhere there's going to be an interpretation of that. Mm-hmm. And in, in all honesty, and, and Pastor Judy has a couple of young granddaughters, so um, you know she, she can totally relate to this. As, as they learn language, we also learn a little bit of what their language is and what it right. means <laughs> before they're speaking in English that we mm-hmm. fully understand. And so your spiritual language is going to be... Be the same way. You're going to start with one word, and it's going to grow. And the more you do it, the more you pursue, the more you pursue the presence of God, the greater the language, the greater the application. Again, like I said uh, in the previous podcast, I have a number of different 
tongues that I speak in, and some of them are for worship, some of them are for personal prayer, some of them are actually uh, a warrior language where I'm really fighting hard for something, a situation or a circumstance. What I'm saying, I really don't know. It's because it's a connection bypass my mind. Yeah. And I've learned to put my hearing to the side and just let God be God. Well, tongues is definitely a... Uh, a violation of our intellect. There you go. That's good. <laughs> that, that is, that a is great yep, phrase. That's, you nailed it right there. <laughs> oh, it man. just, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, that's the part you have to get over. Yeah, is because uh, like that makes, like you said, makes no, no sense. sense at all. Right. And why, 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 why? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I have a challenge for you. <laughs> uh oh. So right. you live what 15, 20 minutes away from yes. my house. Mm-hmm. So. Today, driving home. Right. Give that time to yeah. Yeah. And just let it go. Let it rip. Ch- challenge your intellect. Violate you know? that. <laughs> yeah, violate intellect. that intellect. We as as the natural human being or creation that God has made is, uh, we are a logical being and things have to fall into place. We're very linear in our thinking, in the process of, of even being born to whatever age you exist in the human body here here on earth and so that process is totally linear and that's how we think and that's how mm-hmm. we function and the results showing that mm-hmm. and like you said that's just a violation of my logic mm-hmm. that number one how does that even happen number two why number three what's the benefit mm-hmm. and we've right. talked about some of those things right. in these right. episodes yeah yeah yep. very good All right. Well, thank you, Pastor Judy. Thank you, Pastor Chuck. Amen. And next week, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about interpretation of tongues. Whoa. So that should be a good one, too. Yeah. Amen. So please come back, everybody. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the That's God podcast, and we will catch you on the next one. God bless everybody. Take care. 